0: He said, well, how can they comfort Job? He's giving them some suggestions. Listen. If you just listen, if you just be quiet and listen, that would be the best comfort you can be. You know, that that be worth a whole lot more than these uh, speeches they've been making. He said, at least let me talk, and then you can make fun of me after that. You know he knows they're going to ridicule him, but they ought to at least let him speak first. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> depressing, isn't it? And why shouldn't he complain? You know he wants an explanation from God, and God hasn't given it to him. He said, "Look at me," and it's just going to silence you. You know, this is this is uh, this is just a horrifying situation. Uh, you know, you just you guys don't realize what bad. Situation I'm in. All right, comments or questions through verse six. Verse five, when
1: he says, um, "And put your hand over your mouth," is that a kind of thing of like astonishment, or is that kind of just like shut, stop talking? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've taken it as astonishment, but it would fit well with stop talking. Also, they stick their hand up their throat; it'd probably uh, make them seem wiser. <laughs> you know, some people—the best thing they can do to, you know. Maybe mislead people into think they knowing something know something, it's just not to speak. All right. Uh, seven to sixteen.
1: Why do the wicked still live? Continue on also very powerful. Their descendants are established with them in their sight, their offspring before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear, neither is the rod of God on them. His ox mates without fail, and his cow calves, and does not abort. They send forth their little ones like the flock, and their sh- children skip about. They sing to the timbrel and harp, and rejoice at the sound of the flute. They spend their days in prosperity, and suddenly they go down to Sheol, and they say to God, Depart from us. We do not even desire the knowledge of thy ways. Who is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what would we gain if we, re- if we entreat him? Behold, their prosperity is not in their hand. The
0: counsel of the wicked is far from me. Well, Zophar is full of how the wicked are punished and can't escape. Job fills his response with illustrations of the wicked man escaping unscathed. You know, this is an interesting approach on Job's part, because it just flies in the face of everything the friends have said. But his question is, why do the wicked keep living and becoming powerful? You know, the friends can talk all they want to about how the wicked man always suffers. It isn't true. That's what Job would say. I, I, I deny your statistics. You know, look at it again. You know, that's not what happens with the wicked man. He lives and becomes powerful. And his descendants do well. You know, verse 8. Um, and their houses. And, you know, it's just really, everything's great. You know... Um, because their animals do well and their children do well, and they just live in in a great situation, you know. that that's the wicked man, you know. In contrast with Zophar saying the wicked man, he always gets it. He always gets what's coming to him. He said, no, the wicked man, I man, he's got it made. And uh, they they you know party it up. They spend their days in in prosperity, verse thirteen, and then suddenly they die. You know, so no even pains in their death. They just die quick, and that's that. And what's their attitude toward the Lord? Who's he? You know, they don't really need him. You know, why would they want God when things are going well so well for them as is? So they're able to just ignore or deny God Uh what more could they hope for if they had God? This is what he's saying about the wicked man. Now, would Job like to, to trade places with the wicked man then and get their, their blessings? It's far from him. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. He does not want to, you know, um, to be wicked. He's not saying that. You know, he still keeps his integrity, but it just is wrong. Wicked people are, are do so well. They, they go unscathed. You know, it shouldn't happen like that. It sort of makes your blood boil to see, you know, how often wicked men do well when the righteous men are suffering. Comments and questions?
1: So now he's arguing that there is no reason for him to have lost his wealth because... The godly man doesn't lose his wealth, (laughs) and neither does the wicked man. Therefore, something else is going on here. It doesn't fit either category.
0: Yeah, well, it's random. I think he would end up saying it's random. You know, look at like uh, verse uh, 23. One dies in his full strength, being wholly at ease and satisfied. His sides are filled out with fat, and the marrow of his bones is moist while another dies with a bitter soul, never even tasting anything good. So, I mean, it's kind of like, well, some people have it great, some people have it terrible, but it has nothing to do with whether it's been good or bad. You know, Santa Claus comes and gives, gives the presents to, you know, all kinds of people. Other thoughts? 17 to 26. often is the lamp of the wicked put out, or does their calamity fall on them? Does God apportion destruction in his anger? Are they as straw before the wind, and like chaff which the storm carries away? You say, God stores away a man's iniquity for his sons. Let God repay him, so that he may know it. Let his own eyes see his decay, and let him drink of the wrath of the Almighty. For what does he care for his household after him, when the number of his month is cut off? Can anyone teach God knowledge, and that he judges those on high? One dies in his full strength, being wholly at ease and satisfied. His are, sides are filled out with fat, and the marrow of his bones is moist, while another dies with a bitter soul, never even tasting anything good. Together they lay, lie down in the dust, and worms cover them. So, his question is, what are, what are, how are the statistics on this? You know, how often is it really that the lamp of the wickeds put out, how often does calamity really fall on them? You know, it happens. I don't think he would try to say wicked people never experience calamity. I don't think that's his position. But it just is not that common. Yeah, sometimes they do, but a lot of times they don't. You know, really, you know, an honest look at the real world Yields little evidence that God always punishes the wicked. That's just not true. I think Job has a point. Now, he may be overdrawing it. You know, and wicked men often do suffer a lot in this life. But, but you know, there's not like just a direct, you know, if, if, if wicked men always suffered so much, why would anybody be wicked? The moment you tell the lie, your nose grew like Pinocchio's. Eventually, you probably quit telling lies if you wanted to get in the door. Uh, So, there's a lot of times they don't suffer. Maybe you'll say, you know, here's the objection, verse 19. Well, God will punish their children. Well, Job's answer to that is, well, that's no punishment for him. You know, if he doesn't know it, if he doesn't see it, if if it's all punished in his children, then how was that him suffering? Remember what Hezekiah said when God said, Well, all this is gonna be taken in captivity in Babylon, but not while you're alive. It's good. Oh great. I mean, really. Tell me that after you die it's gonna to matter to you what happens to your kids. Before you die it does. After you die, you don't even know. You don't care. Come in. <laughs> I'm so Uh, and and so, you know, it's not really, you know, it doesn't really bother him if his children receive punishment. We are in Job 21, okay. along about verse 21. And and then he says, Can anyone teach God knowledge? I think the idea is, you know. They're almost, they're almost trying to tell God how He ought to be governing the world. They're not dealing with the facts as they are as to how God does govern the world. You know, who are they to tell God, no, it's this way, God. The wicked get punished, you know, right away. The righteous are blessed. This is the way it goes, God. Well, how can you teach God? You know, who are you to tell God this is the way it works? And that's when he says it's kind of random. You know, one dies, everything's great. Another dies with a bitter soul, not even tasting what's good. And they both die together. You know, there's just no clear pattern. You can't judge a man's life by his bank account or his medical chart. Neither one of those are going to tell you for sure how righteous or wicked he was. Isn't that true? Job's got a lot of truth. Now, he's one-sided. There's a lot of wicked people... Who in the long run get it in this life but he's true in that not all accounts of God are paid in this life all right coming to questions through 26 27 to 34.
1: behold, I know your thoughts, and the plans by which you would wrong me. For you say, Where is the house of the nobleman? and where is the tent, the dwelling places of the wicked? Have you not asked wayfaring men, and do you not recognize their witness? For the wicked is reserved for the day of
0: calamity. They will be led forth at the day of fury. Who will confront him with his actions, and will repay him for what he has done? While he is carried to the grave, men will keep watch over his tomb. The clods of the valley will gently cover him. Moreover, all men will follow after him, while countless ones go before him. How then will you vainly comfort me, for your answers remain full of falsehood? Well, he <laughs> says, I know your thoughts and the plans by which you would wrong me. He says, I know what you've been getting at with all these descriptions of the wicked man. You know, Job's not an idiot. For you say, Where's the house of the noble man? Where, where's the tent, the dwelling place of the wicked? I know that's what you say. You know, I know you're, you're trying to tell how the wicked man is with my case in mind. You know, he says, But ask the, ask the man on the street. You know, ask the, the traveling man. You know, listen to them. So, you know, nobody really makes the wicked man pay. He's, you know, finally dies a ripe old age, carried to the grave. You know, everything's just peaceful. Men follow him. So, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's not bad. You know, he lives, receives an honorable burial, and die, you know, wicked people, live their prosperous lives, and die easy deaths. Now, I think Job does answer the friends, but I think he goes a little too far. I think he makes it seem that the wicked man never get what's coming to him. You know, it's almost more prosperous to be wicked. Probably not. But it certainly is true. This life does not punish all the wicked men for all their wickednesses. What's he
1: saying in verse
0: 30? Very good question. Some people think he may be quoting them again. Um,
1: my translation actually has verse 30 as a positive for the wicked. It says, "On the day of disaster, the wicked are spared; on the day of fury, they are rescued."
0: Oh, okay, that's interesting. So
1: that would put it more in, in line. What Job's Job say? Yeah, uh, this is a funky translation. I'm not sure how accurate it is. What is common it? English Bible? So no. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, because mine said they would be reserved for the Day of Calamity and led forth at the Day of Fury. Yeah, I noticed that. So I can see where they got the words from. but
0: (laughs) Jove ends up saying, you know, you guys aren't comforting at all because you lied about it all. You know, your answers remain full of falsehood. You know, you can't really accept what they're saying because they're not even true. Comments, questions? That's the end of the second cycle. So we've had th- two full cycles with each of the friends responded to by Joe. Now we start in the third cycle where the dollar values are doubled and, you know, no, it's not double jeopardy. But the third cycle is, uh, you know, I mean, they've got to get their last shots in and they just go farther and farther to the extreme. And really, the friends, they really run out. They don't you won't see Zophar's speech, and Bildad has a short one. Eliphaz is the last long speech of the friend. So, 22 verses 1 to 4. Was he the one that was the windbag before? Well, yeah, somewhat. He was the one who had the big build up to saying, Everybody sins. Oh, Eliphaz? Yeah, he's the one. He had this vision, and the hair on the back of his neck stood up, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, well, man can't be pure before God. Like, <laughs> didn't need all that to find that out.
1: Wait, is the cycle the same every time? Yes, like it is. Each of the friends. Yes, each, And it then is. Job answers all it of is. them. It is except no, in the last in between, cycle. He's in between mm-hmm. every friend.
0: In between every friend. Yeah. Okay. Job is every other one, and in the last cycle, so far doesn't speak.
1: Okay, but okay, but Job is still answering. Like it'll yes. be. Yes, he
0: answers, answers every him, single right? time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least they let him talk every time. Oh, he has a lot. He talks a lot. You know, you listen to Job a lot. Probably this. let nothing. <laughs> He's just going to talk. Well, I have nothing better to do. What else is he going to like do? like
1: everyone's going to be talking to each other. Yeah. Like a bunch of girls. So they were silent for seven days.
0: Yeah, like and a girls. bunch of boys. Do <laughs> what? Bunch like of girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the truth. Ariel didn't like it. All right. Um, waiting, well, on. chapter yeah. 20, do what? <laughs>